Welcome to Episode 9 of the Chack Insider Podcast. This week, we've got Steve and Cindy Loveland on the podcast. Steve and Cindy share about their life, their journey, their journey into Community Heights, and it's an amazing story. So enjoy this episode. Steve and Cindy Loveland, welcome to the Chack Insider Podcast. Thank you for inviting us. Yes, we're looking forward to this, actually. You, you were just so excited. I had to chase them halfway across the parking lot because they were running back to their cars. I was five minutes late. You thought you were going to get out of it, but you didn't get out of it, did you? No. no you, you showed up. You, I showed up. Now you're in my office. The door is closed, and we're going to do this thing. Yep. So I, I'm new, so this is good because I don't, I don't know you, so I've got a lot of questions for you. How long have you been married? 42 and a half years. Really? 42 and a half. That puts you at least over 55. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're both retired. Oh, you're both retired. Yep. Okay. And children? We have two sons, both married, and five grands. And, and where do they live? Two live in Collins, Iowa, and the other three grands, of course, live in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. Knoxville, Tennessee, not Knoxville, Iowa. Nope. No. The real Knoxville. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So two sons and five grandchildren. Two daughters-in-law. Two daughters-in-law. And did those sons come to Community Heights? How long have you guys been here? We've been attending uh, church here for five years now. Oh, just five years. Just five so you years. guys are kind of recent. We're mm-hmm. recent Christians. Oh, recent Christians. We started coming and actually got baptized 18 months after we started coming here. We got baptized in the pool during that summer pool time. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Well, that's really interesting. So what were you doing up until five years ago? We were going to church uh, basically on holidays. Okay. And you didn't you weren't part of a church family? No. No. Did were you folks that had social relationships? Things that you did with other people on a semi regular basis? Basically we had one set of really good friends um that I was in the service with, it turned out, and that's where I met Cindy when I was in the army. And I was stationed with Steve and Faye in Tacoma, Washington. And when we got out of the service, moved back to Des Moines we bought a house right across the street from them and didn't realize it for three months. Okay. I was in school, then we got transferred to different places, and it was like three, four years before we got back together. And so those were our social friends, and other than just work friends that we had, because we both worked. And then with working and children, there's not a lot of extra time to go out for us to socialize. Right, right. So, yeah. um, Cindy, where did you work? At Iowa Methodist Hospital in Des Moines. And you are a... Physical therapist. Oh, a physical therapist. In cardiac rehab. Now, what are you? I was a cardiac nurse practitioner for... Well, I was in practice for 42 years, and of that as an NP for 30. In cardiology. Uh, in cardiology. After you folks, this young couple's going to come in and record. They're both physical therapists. Ah. So we've got... This is like the medical field Oh, yeah, that couple day. that was up on yeah. uh, last, last week. Yeah, Jared and Melanie. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, so that's really interesting. Yeah. So you were a physical therapist at Iowa Methodist, mm-hmm. and you lived, did you live here in Newton? No, we live in, um, the, in the country over by Colfax. We okay. moved there in 1990. 1990, mm-hmm. so that's 28 years mm-hmm. ago, and you've been this close to Community Heights, 
but just in the last five years. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what my next question is, who did you meet? How did you get invited to Community Heights? When we would go down to Tennessee to visit our son, when he got out of the Army, he met a very nice young lady through the church that he started to attending through a friend. And he was never a churchgoer growing up either. And he started a spark in us by taking us to church or us attending church with him. And one day we were sitting around home and said, you know, something's missing inside. There's just some emptiness in here that needs to be filled. And we both knew that it was God. And so we started talking about attending church. Well, where are we going to start? And we attended a couple of them in Colfax and just didn't connect with them. So we went to the Yellow Pages. Oh, okay. Yellow Pages, And started yeah. going down. And Let said, your well, fingers do the walking. It's a snap. <laughs> it was. <laughs> and we you know, said, okay, let's pick one and go to it and give it a little time, not just make a snap decision off of one visit. Um, but with the one visit here, we walked in and just immediately felt welcomed. Hmm. It was comfortable, friendly, felt welcomed. And Pastor Corey was here then, and he met us, obviously recognized us as newbies, but he asked us, you know, why we came. You know, we felt some emptiness and we're looking for a church to start attending. And he gave us the tour and talked to us a little bit, and he says, well, you know, we'd like you to come back, but if you don't attend here, we want you to attend someplace. That is what was important to him. Yeah, cool. And that made an impact on you? Yes. Let me let me dig into this a little bit. Why did that? Why did that make an impact on you that he would say that? He wasn't about filling the pews with numbers. He was more interested in our faith and our growth and coming to Christ than he was in him doing our, the growth of the church. We were more important than a number in his congregation. And would you have thought otherwise? Possibly. I, I don't know because it didn't happen. So, yeah, right. I mean, just that openness and warmth and projection of this is what is important is what I felt he was telling me. Cool. So he that first day, he gave you guys a little tour. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you remember about that day, Cindy? I grew up Lutheran, and you know how structured everything is. And uh, and I go in, and it just made me so sad. So when I came here, it was like it was like it doesn't have to be that way. Hmm. It just felt like family, like you were loved, like you were wrapped in a blanket, and people cared about you, and you know you weren't. By yourself. Hmm. I've been brought up where um, religion was supposed to be private, personal, private. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it was just very, very comfortable. You're reminding me of my own mom who said that when she was a kid, she would be 13, 14, 15 years old. She used to walk to the local Catholic church, you know, on the corner there near her house. Nobody else would go with her. But she used to go, and when she would walk in and sit down, everything was, you know, different, right, inside the Catholic Church. And there were the statues, and there were the candles, and the pews. She just felt like she was near near to God, close to God. And she would sit there and, you know, to go through the, the Mass. But she just felt peace because she felt like she was close to God and near God's people. Now, she never made a connection with people and that didn't last for her in the Catholic church. 
but it's just somebody going somewhere where they feel like they're close to God. And for decades later, she would tell me about that and how it made a difference with her. So for you, um, you coming to Community Heights, your heart was a little bit raw maybe about some things. And, and, and what was that? We've had four premature boys. Mm. Um, the oldest, Eric, survived. The next two, Bradley, and then Matthew did not after long time in the NICU. Oh. Um, we spent literally two and a half years in the NICU, essentially. Wow. And then through some miracle, we got pregnant again when we shouldn't have been able to. Hmm. And because of that, we have Brian, little Brian, who's six foot four. <laughs> <laughs> so we would go and for some odd reason or timing, some of the churches we went to, especially, you know, we went on the holidays and they would talk about life and death and it just brought tears and it made Cindy feel really, really bad. Mm. And she just didn't want to have anything to do with it. Not that she didn't believe, but during that time with the boys, Cindy was growing a little closer, but questioning. I turned and ran the other way, and I ran. I would turn and stop and scream, sometimes out loud, sometimes in my head, but I ran the wrong way. I realize that now. So it was a long, traumatic time for us. And then being in the healthcare and working critical care and with heart patients, you know, I saw life and death and that all the time. And, you know, but it wasn't baby boys. So you had two little boys that did not make it from a premature birth. Right. But they were alive in the NICU for months. Bradley for nine months, Matthew for four and a half. Oh, my. So you guys have soft hearts, <laughs> you know. When you go through that kind of pain and suffering, all of a sudden you recognize it in other people and you feel it in other people. And you don't just blow off somebody going through something difficult because you've been there yeah. and you know it. Um, I haven't been through a fraction of what you've gone through. Um, my, my son was in the, the ICU for two weeks. And he was 21 years old, right? That's a lot different. Um, but he was on a respirator for a while, and it made this sound. And then they would have to put a tube down his throat and suck out some stuff. Yeah. And it made this sound. So I think six months after that, he was doing much better. He was back to school and all. And I went to visit this little boy, this, this family with a little boy in the hospital. And they... While I was in there, they came in and had to do that with him. And I was sitting there, and I was not expecting it. But when the sound hit my ears, it all came back to me. And this little boy was only like three, three years old. Yeah. And I had to leave. I, I walked. I just I didn't tell anybody. I just walked out of the room, and I walked down the hall, and there was a little waiting room. And I went in. I just bawled, you know. Um so you guys, like all that time in a NICU is, um, is incredible. And unfortunately, 
you are uniquely gifted for compassion and mercy to people who are in those kinds of situations. And nobody ever wants to be in that club. No. All right. When you came to Community Heights and you began to get to know people, how long was it before you could share any of that with people? You know, it was it was so different here. It it you you just felt the love. I never felt sad. We went our first so we're kind of joiners. <laughs> so we came to church in the first um Sunday school that we went to was uh, Rick Warren's um Life's Healing Choices. Oh yeah. 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 Oh. And then, you know, you get in your little groups and I mean it was there very cathartic. Yeah. To go through all of that and then once you kind of get through it and you 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 know, you feel like oh, you're one of the family and they're supportive of yeah. you. You don't you don't have to sit there and dwell on the the bad stuff. Right. The emotional stuff. Right. It isn't really like that. You know, it's a relationship that continues. There is not really death. There's eternity. Mm hmm Yeah. So I I uh, like going to all of the uh, Sunday schools and learning and getting closer relationship and hmm. so your youngest is Brian, did you Brian. say? Brian. Six foot four? Six four. How old is he now? Thirty six. Mm-hmm. Thirty six. And he's the baby. Yeah. He's the youngest. The miracle. Yeah. <laughs> we uh were in a support group for premature parents. Mm-hmm. And uh his uh high high um highly likely that uh you know, a stress on families, divorce and all right. that. So yeah, Steve ran the ran one way, and I ran the other. Like God just wrapped me in a blanket and got me all through that, and He protected our marriage too. We never uh, thank the Lord. <laughs> we got to the point that we saw many of our peers in that arena go through. It was called Special Care Parents. It was for it was a support group for those of us who had babies go through the NICU that were premature for whatever reason. And we were there to help support parents who had children in the NICU at the time. So that was this group's focus. We were one of the few couples that had had a baby die because of the complications of prematurity. So we were in a small group by ourselves. And, you know, when you look up the statistics of a couple who have a baby die under those circumstances, the divorce rate is back then was over 50%. That's with one. Right. With two, I don't know if anybody's got any statistics on that, and I didn't even want to delve into that. Right, right. But I think my screaming and wailing was just anger. I never, we never once even thought about Splitting separately, we were each other's support mm-hmm. and comfort, and we almost just got stronger. Yeah, brought mm-hmm. us closer together. I mean, not, you know, we had our moments and times, but it wasn't anything super stressful. But and when did I turn around? And I don't even remember when I stopped running and stopped screaming. Hmm. I think for a while I just stopped, and then 
when my oldest boy was in the service, and when he got out and moved to Knoxville, Tennessee, and started attending church, and then we started with him, is when I started, I turned around and started walking the other way. It was a slow walk, but it was I turned the right way at least. And then we started coming here, and it's like, whoa, we got to go. I mean, we just got to keep going down this path and step it up and move it up. We finally, I felt like we finally knew what it was, what it meant, how it was supposed to be, not just in our own power, and that's not how it meant to be in a relationship. Yes. Yeah, who God was and what he means in our life and and his love for us, and even though we had that loss— I think it was for a reason to bring us in because before we we were the attend Sundays once in a while, mostly Christmas and Easter. And other than that, you know, my closest to God other than that was when I was in the out, outdoors and looking out and seeing his majesty and then and recognizing it, but not glorifying him for it. And when we started listening to the message at the churches Eric was attending, it just like, Something's got to go. You, this doing what you're doing is not right. You got to go further. And then, like I said, we found this place, and it's perfect match for us. It's just wonderful. It's a great message. All the, the the whole pastoral staff and even the changes are just wonderful for everybody. They're friendly. They're loving. They're open. We come here. It's like family. Getting involved with the Sunday schools. You know, not just attending Sunday service. But going to the Sunday schools, getting involved with the small groups has been very beneficial and educational for us because there's so much more to learn than just the don't take this wrong, but the forty minute service we get right you know right. but the but the small group and um, the Sunday school classes and then the men's ministry that um, I'm doing with Pastor John and four other guys on Thursday mornings at five thirty. And Cindy's small group work with the women's studies and everything. Everything is just building and adding to our education because we're grade schoolers in this. <laughs> the jobs that we do and did were um, stressful, you know, a lot of uh, pressure. You know, you have to get everything right, and you're on a time frame, and um, you don't deal with, you know, just yourself, but patients and families and and uh, I started noticing a little bit wear and tear on on me, and I thought, okay, let's look, look, start looking up on the Google what <laughs> you can do about stress. And I thought, and it it came up with, you know, you should turn towards God. You should start, uh, you know, praying and and you know different steps. And and at lunchtime or before I'd start working at lunchtime, I would just start praying, I start thinking. And I'd start praying, and it just gave me peace. It gave me almost like uh, God was just guiding my hands to help me heal. Makes me think of that verse, if you seek me, you will find me. Yes. So you guys for years didn't go to church, but, but you're educated, competent people. You're achievers. You're doers. You're probably somewhat excellers. You like to excel. And then you show up at church and you see that there's some truth and like you said steve there was an emptiness yeah mm-hmm. that you felt it was god that was uh missing in oh, your it was life. absolutely because it's it's filling i mean it doesn't fill up all at once i mean the tank fills up gradually like 
so it's not there. But and the more I learn, the more I know I have to know because I don't know much. But it, the piece is there. It's not like you have to learn everything right now because you can't. Right. It can't be done. So, so what if you started coming and and you simply just went to Sunday morning service and you said hello to a few people and you left. And that's just as deep as you got. You just showed up for the Sunday morning service, and then you left. And you didn't really interact much with people beyond just that greeting time and, you know, however long it takes to get to the doors. What would your what would your experience have been like? We w- I don't think um, it, we would have retained it. You know, it wouldn't have gone more than skin deep. It wouldn't have gone to your heart where you're... Uh, you know, where it carries you through each day and into the future. I think you need that, and you need other people, you know, to shore you up when you're having the rough times or you need advice. And It would be like going to a restaurant, a very fancy restaurant, and having an appetizer and then leaving hmm. without getting the main course and the full... So my full-length feature presentation on a Sunday morning... My message is not the main course, Steve. It's the ap- it whets your appetite. It's just it the wants appetizer. You to learn more. Oh, man. It gets you in. It That's wants our- you to learn more. <laughs> we go to Sunday school first. <laughs> then we go to just sermons. No, but no, it started out by coming just to the sermons, and that's like, we want to learn more. We want to learn more. Yep. And the opportunities to do that here are many for everybody. You just have to make the commitment and do the time. So we're working on that, by the way. We're we're working on evaluating, and this year, 2018, Lord willing, we're going to uh, focus some things and get some clarity about that exact thing, Steve, yeah. about discipleship, about growing in our faith, and you know, how do people grow? How should they grow? What are the opportunities at the church? Are they as clear as they should be? Uh, is the path as lit? As it should be, and are the steps as shoveled off yeah. as they should be, so people know exactly you know where to go so that 's something that as pastors as a as a leadership team and as elders we 've been and we 're going to begin to make a concerted effort yeah. in that direction well they have always encouraged small group participation mm-hmm. you know, and with that, because we live not in Newton but over by Colfax, that I am now a leader of a small group. Couples that are attending are much more knowledgeable than I am. So you don't have to be a theologian to lead a small group. Yeah. yeah. You know, you just have to open up your house and get the stuff ready for them. And the conversations we have in the small group are, are wonderful and meaningful, um, especially with this right now media that's now available for us mm-hmm. is just excellent to have. And what is that? What is Right Now Media? That's where we can pull up the books of the Bible or um, ministry studies, and it's brought down into 8 to 15-minute segments at a time to start out. Um, we're doing James right now with Francis Chan. and so okay. we, with he, yeah. So he starts out with the video, and we have 8 to 12 minutes of listening to him, and then there's a study guide to go with it that we talk about what uh, verses are that we studied that week or that he went over. And so it brings some in-depth discussion. And everybody's got their own 
history to bring back with and right. beliefs. So I, mean, I, I call it baggage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but and history so is the with, sanctified yeah. name. Mm-hmm. So for, for people that are listening that might have, they might only be in that, hey, I'm just coming to church on a Sunday morning. I'm not really not involved beyond that. You, you know, you would encourage them to take more steps because there's there's more there. There's a lot more. I mean, the Sunday school classes are, are wonderful I mean, when they teach them, and it's sometimes you get a little quote off track, but it's all educational for it. It's not like we're talking about politics or anything else. We're studying the word, and that's what this is about. And you have to make the commitment. You have to want to make the commitment to do that. And there's also uh, other opportunities. You don't have to just do it so structured. They have all the missions, all the different mission opportunities that you can usually find something that you're interested in. And, you know, you you go out and, and serve in your community, in your world, and meet like-minded people who, who uh, you know, start up conversations, and there's teaching in that, too. So what ministries are you guys involved in? Your small group leaders. Small group leaders. Serve mm-hmm. the World Locally Committee. Serve the World Locally. There's a committee on Serve the World, world Locally. Okay. So we do the garden that the And the gives garden the that's food. right out my window here. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that gives the food to Salvation Army Okay. during the summer. Do you guys like gardening? We enjoy it. We haven't been able, because of our work schedule before, we weren't able to do much. You know, it's oh, all done you're retired the day. now, though. But now we're yeah. retired, so this year we're going to be get much more active with the garden. Okay. Did you guys retire at the same time? No. No, I've been retired five years. Five years? And you just this <laughs> One month. Past year. Oh, just a month. <laughs> wow. How you doing? Great. How are you doing? Good. Okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had a plan, and it seemed to work well. Okay, so let's see. So small group, serve the world locally, the garden, and... The garden is part of serve the world locally. Oh, there's that's... Ma- you know, oh, okay. There's many things. Thanks for Franks and... The uh, Thomas Jefferson School, we yep. we do things there, and um, I uh, think we support reach out Newton. We okay. provide meals for um, Hope Ministry. Oh, Discover Hope! Discover, you guys I'm are sorry. doing that. Yeah, Discover Hope. I always get that wrong. And um, I'm in the Card Mission. Okay. Also, and that Card Ministry is what do they do? We send a birthday card to everybody as their birthday comes, an anniversary card, um, get well card, new baby cards, sympathy cards, and uh, with sympathy cards we put stamps to you know help them on the way mm. for thank yous, those kinds of things. Um, we're also um, in the fall going to come under Serve the World Locally to send um, gift boxes to the folks going to college. It gives a lot of college kids when they start um stop going to church so we're gonna try to try to get them hooked up a a little bit know that you know we're we're closer than they think (laughs) (laughs) encourage them okay so you guys are involved in a number of things right basically you guys wander around you talk to people you get to know what's going on and when you see something you like you just jump into it Mm -hmm. yeah we're on the welcome team for people coming into church on sundays and yeah, we we were in the nursery, in the baby nursery. So give me a ministry that you just felt like you just didn't really necessarily fit into, so you didn't continue it. Is there one? We stopped doing the nursery. We kind, you kind of outgrow, outgrow it. Okay. A little bit, you yeah. Know, 
Because we were in the babies. I didn't want okay. to. And, you know, you just kind of outgrow things and then get interested in something else. Okay. So if you join a ministry, you don't have to be in it until Jesus comes? No. <laughs> <laughs> and as we've changed and, and grown a little bit and have dropped one ministry or picked up another, there is no guilt or anything associated with that. So if you wanted to, they don't make you feel it. They don't make you feel bad or why are you leaving us or anything, it's like, well, thank you for your service and your help and, and hope you have a continue to come and good. And, and we make we make the changes, you know, with thoughtful prayer and and consideration and and see where he kinda is tugging us and that's mm-hmm. the way we go. We just follow. So you guys have only been here for five years or so, but uh, I'm wondering, is is there, uh, and the word octogenarian pops into my head, somebody over 80 years old that's had an impact in your life here at Jack? I would not presume to uh, say what age this person is, <laughs> but uh, Vicki Jackson okay. is, is uh, one that uh, I think is a good mentor. She uh, Not just, even close. She has. Not even close to octogenarian. I'm sorry. Vicky. I'm sorry, Vicky. I'm sorry, Vicky. <laughs> you no, know, no, we just want to make that. Can I change that? No, too? no. You're saying good stuff about her, so, so yeah. go ahead and share. So she Vicky has Jackson. such a heart for for the Lord that she's such a good example and and somebody to go to. And so, have you guys you. become friends now over the last few years? Yes, from almost like the first week we started. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's cool. And are you in a? Any groups together, or I, no. just at church? You just see each other. I, well, and... I'm. I just started the um, the Bible study fellowship. Oh, right. B- uh-huh. BSF. Yep. yep. And she's in my group there. But you know, always they're in Sunday school, and you break off into groups, and she'll be in your group. How about you, Steve? Octogenarians? I'm terrible with ages in all my years in healthcare. I can't judge anybody's age. Has, has there been anybody at Chack that's had an impact in your life? <laughs> so you mentioned Pastor Pastor Corey. Pastor so Corey. He certainly did. Pastor John has been wonderful. I, all, all the pastoral staff that, that mm-hmm. we've talked to, you know, um, has just been friendly and open and great to work with. Um, I'm a little closer to Pastor John, you know, because of the different Sunday schools he's taught that we like to go to his, and then the men's study, and then um, he's also with the men's missions that we're trying to get up and running again. Mm -hmm. And he's a really crack pistol shot. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I got to be a little nicer to him then, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, with about anything he picks up, he's, uh, he's got... Obviously, great eye-hand coordination. So, Well, speaking of eye-hand coordination, he, he alleges to be a good ping-pong player. Now, my kids got me a ping-pong table for Christmas, and my son Joel was over, and we played on Sunday. Now, Joel's the paragon of fitness and, and dexterity at 27 years old, and, well, let's just say he wasn't able to win a game against me. So <laughs> I'm waiting to get Pastor John and whip him into oblivion on the ping pong table. I'm hoping. You're hoping. Well, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I think after watching him shoot, he's obviously he's got to have great eye-hand coordination to do that. So ping pong is pretty much the same thing. Maybe well, we could put him on the horse and see if he can do cowboy shooting. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have been here five years now. Ten years from now, what would you want to be true about Community Heights Church? 
I'd like to see more people get involved with the local ministries. The Reach Out Newton, um, that started out real good and it's kind of fallen off. With the garden, with helping out with that and serving people, um, with supporting Discover Hope, the meals, the small groups are providing meals for that, but just more people to get involved with the community, um, with doing and helping the community. Why, that's, why, Steve? Why that? Well, that's part of our great commission is to go out and serve the Lord by giving to back to the community that we have. What's in it for me, though, doing that? For me, when I help out, the good feeling I get inside that I'm out there helping the community, you know, people who I've been blessed with a good education and a good job. And after a while, I realized that it was God that blessed me with this and the um, many opportunities I had with it and the people that mentored me. And I just need to give back. That's part of what I owe God and also the community, because if I was lost and can be found with what as far lost as I was, then anybody can. And if I can help them come back or to find a need or recognize that emptiness, what's in them and what it is and help bring them back or turn them towards the Lord, then good. So this Sunday we're talking about, uh, surprise, surprise, the kingdom of God, because at the end of the passage, it says that Jesus, um, had to, to proclaim the good news about the kingdom of God. And I talked to pastor John, we were kind of chewing the fat on that passage said, usually you hear about the good news of Jesus Christ or the good news of the gospel, which is the cross and the Mm -hmm. resurrection. But this was Jesus talking. He hadn't even gone to the cross. And he called it the good news, which is gospel, really, the gospel of the kingdom of God. And what is life like in the kingdom? And what you just said is one of those things. You said that when you don't keep pleasure upon yourself, but you put somebody else first, and you give, and you serve, and you give time to help somebody else, that you have a good feeling inside, and that it brings you joy. Yes. Well, imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Who did that 2,000 years ago? <laughs> so, that, so that kingdom living, this is why, you know, we've been talking about the upside-down kingdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most people, well, a bigger television, of course, you know, a big big screen with you know more great stuff to watch and more snacks and just friends and you know all this other stuff that's what that's what the world is giving us you know nicer threads and a nicer car and mortgage your house again to get better stuff and and to go on a trip and you know do this and that but but what you're saying is that the joy comes through giving the joy that lasts comes through giving Hmm. and serving you know, the other stuff is temporal because there's always got to be a better car, a bigger TV. Only the TVs can get much bigger, though, right? They're they're pretty big right now. Wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't know. <laughs> so, Cindy, is there something that if, if it could be true that you would like to, it to be true about Community Heights in 10 years? I know what Steve said. Um, his his uh, focus was outside the church, but I think we could use the same inside the church, sharing each other up, you know, what are our needs, you know, then then taking care of each other. When we take care of each other, we're healthy, then we are more apt to be able to take care of other people, too. Hmm. Well, you guys, 
I'm going to give you an opportunity, but only one of you gets to do it. So you'll have to arm wrestle over it. <laughs> I, I do a lot of that, Cindy, arm wrestling. So uh, you get a parting shot to the Chack family as a member of Community Heights, as people whose lives were enhanced and changed by the body of Christ here, you know, carrying out the mission of Jesus in our community. What would you like to say to the people? I mean, you're not standing on the platform. But as many of them as are going to listen are listening right now, what, what do you have to say to them? It, to me, it just all comes back to love. I love them all. I care for them all. All right. Hey, you guys, thank you for being on the Jack Insider Podcast. <laughs> Thanks for having us. I'll say it again. When you come into church and you sit down in a chair, you never know what has gone on in the lives of those just sitting down the row from you. So, Steve and Cindy, thank you so much for opening up your hearts and sharing your story with us. Everybody's story is important, and it's important to hear each other, to know each other. And in hearing and in knowing, we learn how to love each other. So we'll be back again next week, every Thursday, another episode releases. Somebody else at Community Heights, you get to hear about them, learn about them every week on The Jack Insider.